Hello, everyone, and welcome to SAP Financial Services Industry Live, in which we speak with SAP customers, executives, and partners to gain insights into cutting-edge innovation in the banking market and the insurance market. Today, our focus is on the fast-changing insurance sector, and our topic is how insurance cloud solutions provide essential innovation. We have three outstanding speakers who will dig into this issue. From SAP, Tony Tomich is global head of the insurance business. From the customer side, Darius Shoja is vice president and corporate CIO at Sun Life. And on the partner side, Andy Hefty is with Deloitte Consulting's financial services group. Darius, since you're the customer, I thought maybe we'd kick this off, uh, the conversation off with you. If you could share some insights, Darius, on, you know, there have been in the recent past, very legitimate reasons why the insurance industry was hesitant about moving into the cloud, but a lot of those seem to have been overcome. Love to hear your thoughts on, you know, why the hesitation and why now the cloud seems to have become a mainstream and essential business tool for the insurance industry. Yeah, for sure. Uh, first of all, hello to everyone, and thanks very much for inviting me to this uh, uh, conversation. Um, um, insurance companies, and generally speaking, financial institutions are more conservative uh, versus you know other segments of the industry. Um, and uh, not only that, we basically maintain and have a lot of legacy applications, right? And uh, moving from one platform to another, moving from on-prem to cloud um, is not uh, an insignificant investment. So that's why, you know, it's taken a long time uh, for the insurance industry, for the financial institutions as a whole, uh, to basically understand uh, the benefits and, uh, you know, uh, uh, provide the right investments in order to do that. But now it's picking up. I mean, if you look at uh, our example, Sun Life, uh, we've been at the forefront of moving our applications to cloud, making it uh, one of our strategic investments going forward. Yeah, um, Tony, you get to speak with uh, insurance leaders from all over the globe there. Is what you're hearing from them consistent with what uh, Darius just explained? I definitely think so. Uh, and I think kind of there's, there are different maturity levels when it gets to the cloud, especially in insurance. Um, we still are in a regulated industry um, when we speak about the insurance sector. And we've just seen, I mean, some major regulations ahead, uh, ahead of us, that have been ahead of us for years, like IFRS 17, IFRS 9, uh, but as well, all the regulations that are now picking up in the area of, of sustainability, right? Um, if I just look, look at it globally, the US is dominating the cloud market. Um, it is not a question about um, whether cloud or not. It is, I mean, the first meetings I had with the CFOs is, are you guys public cloud? We want to use standardization. We want to use out of the box. What do you have as best practice? Do you have US gaps, TADS, tax in the office of the CFO? Uh, to give you just an example, right? I think the for the other applications like on span management, HR, which are very much standardized, companies have moved to the cloud companies are moving legacy applications to hyperscalers. Uh, but as well, I think uh, if we speak about things like finance, uh, it's really about delivering 
towards the local needs. And even this is now picked up in Europe. I think it's very much picked up in APJ as well. Um, because, I mean, driving standardization end-to-end -end processes delivered out of the box, where you basically do not start with a blank piece of paper in defining processes, whether they are CRM, HR, and so on, but tailored to the industry, tailored to even the industry vertical. And I mean, for example, life trends, to give you just one example, right? Um, having self-service portals available or having e-commerce platform available that runs from front, middle, down to back office, that's, that's actually happening now. I don't see very much these big bang um, core insurance transformation programs happening in the cloud. I see the companies are immediately for new products, new business models, going into best practice solutions or model companies that are delivered in the public cloud. But yeah. for sure, the U.S. is, is, is leading. It's, about, it's our biggest market in mm -hmm. insurance. It's, it's by far the biggest market we have for mm -hmm. SAP. Tony, great perspectives there. Um, and Andy, your specialty in some ways is sort of the financial systems within the insurance business. Um, could you talk about some of the trends you're seeing uh, regarding how insurance companies are using financial systems? Yeah. Uh, thank you, Bob. Um, and uh, I, I I fully um, agree with uh, Tony's um, Tony's uh, uh, statements. Now, what 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 we can see uh, when we look back in the insurance in industry is um, about 20, 25 years ago, uh, this trend to uh, standardize, harmonize, and centralize financial systems began. No, it, it started with uh, modern ERP systems. Um, first thing uh, was the, the, the central need of, of uh, more transparency, more data quality, speed, um, Closing uh, speed, for example, is a good example. And um, uh, this all led uh, to the implementation of centralized uh, finance backbone systems. Now, in, in, uh, in recent uh, times, the, the, uh, for example, the uh, innovation SAP brought to the market like uh, HANA, FPSL, and group reporting, they, this um, further reinforced uh, this trend of centralization and, and standardization. And that's uh, what, what you could see in, in, in the industry. You know, uh, international comp companies, they replaced local solution by, by centralized and standardized solution uh, from sub-ledger to general ledger uh, to consolidation in, in order to, to increase speed, bring down the costs, bring in more data quality and transparency. And now with, with regard to uh, to cloud, uh, one of the, the, the core, um, I would say, uh, enablers or uh, one of the necessity of cloud is the standardization and centralization. And cloud, therefore, uh, really accelerates this process. No, it's, it's an accelerator. Yeah, Andy, I think that point about acceleration is so key. Uh, you know, we just see more and more the pace of business across every industry is moving faster. So for insurance companies to be able to meet the needs of their customers, they've got to be able to move at a faster and faster pace. And Darsh, coming around to that with you, I think this year, uh, Sun Life, if I'm correct, is going to be celebrating its 158th birthday. 
So data has certainly been important and vital to the company for its entire life, but it seems now it's really become the, the lifeblood of your company, of your industry. So could you talk a little bit about your priorities around data, digitization, and transformation? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but first, let me let me just add along the same line yeah. that Andy was uh, commenting. When you look at a globalized company like Sun Life, uh, we're present in more than 30 countries, right? So, um, you know, a lot of those companies have local reporting demands, uh, you know, the uh, local regulations that apply to them. So centralization uh, without having the right tools, and especially on um, on a technology like cloud, will make it extremely difficult uh, for those uh, you know countries and for those branches and offices in order to provide the right reporting to regulators. So we've seen that, and we've basically got around it through centralization and at the same time providing that capability uh, to our offices. But yeah. you know, to your point, Bob, data is extremely vital here. Uh, you know, we're not like 10 years ago where data was uh, trickling into centralized applications or systems or everything was, or a lot of applications were decentralized. Now with centralization and, and obviously with generation of data across the world, it's become so difficult and even unmanageable if you have technology sitting on-prem, right? So, so in our... Uh, uh, you know, approach and strategy towards data. And when I say data, I'm, I'm talking about, um, you know, regular day-to-day -day processing of data. I'm talking about, uh, you know, analytics, uh, building reports and dashboards and making decisions. And I'm talking about AI and machine learning, right? So when you look at, when you combine all those together, um, you know, the processing power, uh, you know, the amount of, uh, you know, storage that you would require for data, it just makes it extremely difficult to go off uh, on a tangent and build a solution that is not cloud-based. Uh, I can give you uh, uh, an example. We have a small data warehouse uh, to support our uh, CFO office. And that small data warehouse, I mean, we call it small, but it's expanding uh, by 100 gigabytes every month. Uh -huh. So that's the level of data that's coming into our data warehouse. Hey, Darsha, on that, could you just chat for a moment? You mentioned with the, the CFO. How has the relationship between you and the CFO and the inter interworkings changed over the last two or three years with these shifts in technology? Yeah, again, goes back to what Andy mentioned, centralization versus decentralization. So uh, basically with this uh SAP technology on cloud, what we've provided is my team, which is on the IT side, obviously, provides the support to all the CFOs. And when I say all the CFOs, each region has its own CFO. And then we have, obviously, Sun Life CFO. And we work with those groups and we provide the right support to them uh, through a centralized approach. So um, on the one hand, uh, they're quite dependent on the IT to provide the right technology, the right solution. On the other hand, we work as a partner. It's, it's not like the old ways where technology is technology, just you know, throw things over the fence and let them get it done. No, we are sitting at their table and we're having those conversations around solutioning and, and how to help the business move forward. Yeah. So Tony, you know, there's uh 
many, many moving pieces here. The, the centralization, standardization, acceleration, uh, the need for that single instance of truth, the partnership that Darius just described there. I don't think uh, it's just a technology issue for uh, coming to Lake SAP. You've got to live and breathe the insurance industry, right? And understand what's going on there. So how is SAP uniquely able to deal with or address some of the challenges and opportunities that Darius has described? I think what, what helps us at SAP in that sense is that we eat and breathe insurance for more than two decades at SAP, right? So we know exactly how a policy admin system is built, which works across life, health, PST. We know how insurance solutions are built. We know how claim solutions are built because we have built them ourselves coming from finance, right? So we started with finance, we went into billing, and we developed all the other assets. Over the time, all of them moving with big steps to to really to really the cloud. I think we have a very good understanding of what industry really means because finance, even if you look into sub-segments, uh, the balance sheets and P&L of, of a property and casualty insurer in terms of what is needed on the reinsurance side for them compared to a life insurer is a bit different. You need to understand that. You need to understand how this chart of accounts in finance, for example, is built up. And I believe then it all gets down to data because it is about data in that sense. If you understand the end-to-end, it is, as Darius has said, it is about data. We create a lot of data in our industry, right? And data and AI go hand in hand. So to us, with the move to the cloud, right, um, it is a sort of move towards AI, towards generative AI, using all these capabilities in processes like underwriting, right? How do you provide seamless underwriting for your customers, supported with the right uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning capabilities, right? How do we? How do you reduce friction in 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 the billing and payment processes, right? How can you automate um, as well fraud detection better, right? Those are all areas where AI is going to play a huge role. And even if you do planning and forecasting, and that's. That's as well why our strategy with the recent announcement is Sapphire with Datasphere, where Datasphere actually is a layer you put on top for internal data within SAP, the legacy systems, data that sits outside, maybe with, with Azure, maybe with, with the Google Cloud Platform, and so building a holistic umbrella on that and injecting AI technologies on top of that. And this is kind of where I believe the industry is going to head and the the, the cloud, and in specific the public cloud, is going to be simply the fundament of that, right? Because it allows you to use APIs, it allows you to utilize technologies, use standardized interfaces, and at end. And I think kind of the more of those best practice scenarios we provide, and here we work with, with Andy, for example, and his team strongly together, when it gets down to the office of the CFO, when it gets down to model companies and so on, um, and approaches that run end-to-end, I think that's kind of the glue. So I, I strongly believe our perspective of knowing what the industry is for more than 20, uh, for two decades, knowing what data is, knowing how to adopt AI, which of the right scenarios, and then 
bringing this as best practices and standardized process to the customers. This is, if we're not doing this, we fail, right? Simply said, yeah. Yeah. Um, Andy, let me, uh, you know, dig into that a little bit with you here. You, again, work with, you know, uh, insurance companies around the world with their financial systems, what they're trying to do here. Um, you've seen from a lot of those customers that you work with, their expectations, their needs, and all that. I think you had some thoughts in particular about some of those new innovations that, you know, one or two that Tony might have touched on, but that SAP is bringing forward. How are those helping to address these critical needs that insurance companies have right now as they make the shift into a more modern approach toward architecture and business overall? Yeah. I, th I think um, uh, w when we look at um, you know the current pro uh, projects, but also um, a, a little bit in the future, it's it's uh, one point is uh, which uh, uh, Darius already mentioned, um, especially in Europe. Now, um, uh, based on the introduction of IFR seventeen, uh, this was a very complex, uh, um, I would say, tough topic, uh, and it needed um, a lot of uh, you know work together between business and IT. So it was not just accounting, it's also actuaries uh, and IT to make it uh, successful, no? Uh, and this was based uh, also the, um, uh, for, uh, with regard to SAP, no, the platform was uh, especially not just the general ledger, uh, there was the, the new uh, subledger FPSL, which is uh, capable to A, handle different uh, customer needs, such multi-gap accounting, how I can uh, handle... Uh, IFRS uh, in parallel with US gap, with local gap, with solvency too. Uh, this needed a strong collaboration between IT and business in order to set this up in a flexible way. Um, and uh, this is now some of the companies went live. Uh, a few ones will go live depending on local regulatory needs. But uh, this is, uh, I would say, now in the completion phase. Now looking ahead, um, uh, it's um, after the stabilization of of this. It, it uh, the okay. objective is to further simplify, uh, standardize uh, in in the end the core systems, uh, because only by doing that uh, companies will be able to go into a public cloud. No, the the end goal I would call is is not the the private uh, cloud. It's the public cloud, and in the public cloud standardization is is a key topic and in uh, in in the public cloud uh, sap is uh, offering rice services and uh, with this uh, it comes uh, these new services like uh, green ledger functionality which will come uh, within uh, uh, very soon this demand or even also uh, you tony you mentioned it chen ia uh, functionality you can leverage this but only um I would say if if you are in a in a cloud environment, uh, you can access this. I would say computational power, but also the the functionality. You know, if if you are able to move your your processes, your data into a cloud environment, uh, integrate uh, integrated in a in a bigger ecosystem, uh, the leverage of this new uh, functionality will be possible. So from from uh, uh, currently the focus is still on stabilizing. You know, current uh, current um, projects and um, uh, the implementation of IFRS 17, but the focus will shift 
quite quickly into this new functionality, Chennai, Metro, and so on, uh, uh, everything what uh, Tony mentioned. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's interesting, Tony, what uh, Andy just mentioned there too, about the, the desire to move the public cloud being sort of the ultimate goal. Your first comment here is that when I talk to CFOs, the first thing they say is, you know, I need to get to the public cloud. So um, are, are, do you feel that... Uh, they're moving on, they're on track now, they're on the, the schedule they want to be, they're ready to to jump into that, or are there still other questions that they need to, to raise for you? I think it's it has to do as well with the regulation, right? Where do you store the data? Um, um, whether you apply to the rules, and Andy lives in Switzerland, right? We have FINMA over there to which we need to apply right uh, in terms of in terms of the systems that hold the finance the finance data um, in the end you need to have local data centers so I definitely believe it's I think the regulators are aware of it that the companies need to do it we live in times where we see inflation where we see kind of issues on the property and casualty business side that claims costs are going up prices are going up right you know, we, we are looking for pro, for profitable growth right we are looking for 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 saving saving costs right now but it all comes i would say with three things you need first of all you need to have superb replications that provide you with relevant business content for your tailored market out of the box. Second of all, you need to apply to the local local regulation, be it within Europe, be it within, within, the, within the States or anywhere else, right? And that means as well for the software vendors, well, investments, right? We need to keep the data somewhere, right? In the country, in Europe with EU access. And even if you have the data center there, it is not enough, right? You need to have the people there as well, kind of that are kind of from a, from a software software vendor's perspective, working on these systems, right? It's not enough just to have a data center. So, yeah. I believe these are the things that you need to make sure, right? The application that you meet the regulation, and as well that you, by doing so, as a final and third step, enable all these nice new things that are ahead of us, right? Like generative AI and so on, and it's it's happening. It's happening, I would say now, I had the feeling always that's pre-COVID that the software industry is thinking maybe two years ahead than the other industries. I feel now we are all kind of trying to catch up with what's happening, right? That's a little bit the feeling I have, I have today. And in specific in insurance, which is a traditional, a very traditional business still, right? If you, if you would look at it, how important is the relationship of the agent and the broker to the customer in insurance? Well, it is, right? It is big, right? And we, I think for more than a decade, we said e-commerce is the future and agents and brokers potentially at a certain point in time are being less relevant. Well, I can tell you, uh, no, matter, no matter in which region you look, they're still very, very, very important. But you need to support them as well with the right cloud solutions. Yeah. Darsh, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. And also uh, one other point here, Darsh, you know, it was um, your your story a few minutes ago about simple things been around forever, actuarial tables, but that there were certain new demands on how that data that goes into those tables used just couldn't be handled by on-premise systems. Now, all of a sudden, you know, we're talking about generative AI becoming a mainstream business. So this pace of change is pretty remarkable. Um, what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, first of all, let me uh, tell you my thoughts about what Tony mentioned around regulations and, and data. Um, yeah, uh, data pertaining to one specific uh, region or a country is important. But again, if you dive deeper, even within uh, you know, those geographical locations, different companies or even governments have their own specific requirements. Like for instance, you might be okay with data in the US to move it to Canada, but you're not okay moving certain bits of uh, pieces of data from Florida to uh, US. So, so there are statewide regulations that are, uh, or in Canada, government of Canada, the data related to their staff you can't move it outside outside Canada. So so those are those are things that you have to comply with. You've got to uh, maintain in, in in your mind. Now, in terms of uh, um, you know whether or not we can continue on prem uh, with some of these uh, you know new applications or new things like Tony, you you talked about IFRS seventeen. When IFRS seventeen came in, there was a huge demand on the actuarial side to run. Uh, different models, whether they're reserve models, cash models, or sensitivity models. And, uh, you know, with the amount of data that's coming in and different scenarios that you have to run, it's made it almost impossible to run something on-prem, right? So, uh, if yeah, you can run a model, but it's going to take three days, right? So, uh, so you've got to have the flexibility to increase your compute and reduce your compute when you when you are using it. So that's that goes back to what you mentioned, Bob. Private cloud versus public cloud. You can't have that kind of flexibility uh, in private cloud, obviously. Um, so I I don't know if I answered your question. Uh, sure, and uh, you know that that was perfect. Your reactions there to that, Darish. But then you know this this pace of change in the business. Up until about seven, eight months ago, AI was something that, you know, most people said, okay, it's out there somewhere, but, you know, I'm not sure exactly how we're going to be able to. Now it's an essential part of what, you know, businesses and consumers are using every day. So, um, and I believe the first uh, research mention I've seen about artificial intelligence was from 1956. And I think for about 65 years, that was all, you know, kept in academic institutions or, Never, never land. The cloud has been the perfect delivery vehicle now for this remarkable new innovation. And is it something that as you talk to your CFO and your CEO or the general counsel, um, how are they feeling about the, the possibility for generative AI to become a mainstream tool in insurance? I can, I can tell you there's a lot of focus on generative AI right now. Yeah. in our organization. We have a group dedicated to that and we're talking to different vendors and uh, you know we're looking at different solutions. Um, I think the main uh, conversation is around how we can bring that generative AI and embed it into our existing uh, mm -hmm. applications and systems. I can give you an example. Like for instance, um, you know, we've uh, created this uh, new AI tool within uh, Sun Life that allows just the POC to, that allows people to go and search for policies, right? So uh, using, uh, you know, natural language, right? So I'm looking for this HR policy. I'm looking for this, um, you know, finance policy and, you know, give me, uh, you know, tidbits of what needs to be done. Uh, so there's a huge focus. And I do think, uh, you know, there's a, there's a big future um, for insurance looking at AI for various, um, you know, purposes, for instance, assessing risk, 
uh, understanding, um, you know, um, the requirements around each policy that will be issued. So those are the areas that our business is uh, looking at very closely. Okay, great. Josh, Andy, I know you've touched on some of this throughout our conversation here today, but in light of some of the things that Tony and Darsh have just mentioned, could you highlight where you think, you know, especially on financial systems, that the cloud is helping insurance companies, you know, meet these new and rapidly escalating demands and requirements from customers? Um, yes, I, I think, uh, you know, cloud is, uh, for me, cloud in general is an accelerator, like uh, I mentioned it before, you know, it's it's uh, like Darius now uh, also uh, emphasized. It's it's um, it it focuses on analytics. Um, it's um, it improves. Um, you know, um, it improves in the end um, uh, the AI uh, the 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 reporting function. It allows uh, users to deep um, uh, also to to uh, analyze more and in more detail the data and and even accelerate uh, you know the conclusions out of it so it's 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 an uh, accelerator this could be for internal purposes when the cfo or uh, you know the group controller would like to have um, an analysis of the balance sheet uh, mm -hmm. can also be from a customer point of view no it's but the the core of it uh, you know it's it's um uh, the the baseline uh, which i mentioned um, you know in the beginning of of our discussion is the standardization uh, of the the finance data flow in the end from core systems up to uh, to consolidation needs to be in place now if if this is not in place um uh, it will be very difficult uh, uh, you know to grab conclusions to to uh, you know to um uh, to uh, uh, to get the, the same insights out of the data. So mm -hmm. you need to achieve this, um, I would say, level of maturity. And then uh, cloud and the new functionality, such as uh, GenIA, you know, will we, we, we'll enable, will improve the whole analytics, can be for, for customers, you no, know, uh, uh, from, from outside the company, internal one. Uh, it, it will focus, it will... Uh, you know, address um, the focus much more than of the analysis of data and and the conclusion finding, you know, which at the moment a lot of uh, effort will be putting in reconciliation effort and uh, and this needs uh, you know this needs to be so, uh, solved first, uh, focused then by uh, by Chennai uh, Chennai uh, functionality, which then even uh, you know this is uh, from a maturity level uh, next step I would say. Perfect. Andy, thanks for that overview. And uh, before we wrap up, Darish, Tony, I'd like to give each of you a, a last word here as well. Darish, could we start with you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I just want to mention that, uh, you know, when you look at technology, obviously it will take some time in order for the investments to materialize and, and you know, especially the legacy applications uh, to re-platform. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think what is really key here. Uh, is the default strategy for each group. Like for instance, when you look at, uh, you know, our group, our default is 100% cloud. We're not building anything on-prem. And if anything requires an upgrade or a change, then obviously re-platforming is one of the key considerations here. So that, that I think that defines, you know, where we want to be in the next three years or five years. 
Great. Thanks, Darsh. Tony? I think I think I think I see three things here. One thing is really looking at the application themselves and moving those applications to the cloud, um, which is an ongoing process in many of the insurance companies. Um, and in collaboration with the regulators, it's going to be achieved and the investments of the software providers uh, into data centers and the local rules that are required. Oh no. Interrupted. Yeah. Uh, hope Tony comes back here. Um, gentlemen, it's okay. We'll wait just a moment here. Since we're Tony. just waiting, I can just jump in, not to worry. Um, I'll remark this side and then we can just restart when Tony's back. Yeah, so we'll be okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go back on mute. It looks like Tony's coming on board again. Thanks. Right, sorry. Was Tony, it, let me it... just, let's just start. I'll, I'll just ask the question again and we'll we'll cut the earlier part. Darius, that was great. Tony, how about last word from you? I think I think we will see three things happening in the insurance space. The first thing is that, and this is all on, right now ongoing, companies significantly moving on-premise to cloud um, for a challenging economic situation, right? Uh, going from a, um, let's say, CapEx model to an OPEX model, but as well using standardized software across the ERP solutions, the core insurance solutions, CRM solutions that the companies have built up over time, that's happening now. The second thing is once companies are there, um, and it's happening as well now, AI and leveraging AI across really the industry-specific processes of an insurance company is going to be keen to be ahead and to as well support the processes in the best in the best way. And the third aspect, I believe that both of these elements are going to be a driver as well for establishing new business models. Insurance is a digital business only today. Um, if we look into an integrated digital network economy powered by cloud and Gen AI, well, I think that 10 years from now, we might not even recognize where we buy insurance, where insurance is included. Um, and I think that this is just really a preparation as well for the insurers to drive into new business models and the business models of the future. Yeah, Tony, I think that, you know, insurance in every industry is going to just be fascinating to see this development of new business models. Well, gentlemen, thanks to all of you for a fascinating conversation about the uh, big uh, changes, the fast changes taking place in the insurance industry. And especially to our viewers out there, thanks to all of you for being with us here on uh, this latest episode of SAP Financial Industries Live. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Bob, for having us. Thank you. Thank you, Bob.